0: Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, esteemed family, depending on where you are connected from. I want to welcome everyone to another section of Inspired by the World <clears throat> Global Times of Devotion with the Lord and with ourselves as brethren. First, I would like to thank our highly esteemed Sister Amarakman, esteemed co host, for the opportunity to lead today's intercessory prayer. The prayer point has been posted on the church Group today as we continue to pray for entrepreneurs and business persons inspired by the world. Our scripture will be taken from Isaiah chapter 45, verse 2-3. to 3. CJB translation I read. I will go ahead of you, leveling the hills, shattering the bronze gates, smashing the high bars. I will give you treasures hooded in the dark, secret riches hidden away. So that you will know that I, Adonai, calling you by your name, I am the God of Israel. Esteemed family, we are going to pray fervently in tongues of the spirit, thanking God for the answered prayers for entrepreneurs and business persons inspired by the word. Declare that they are equipped with divine insights and wisdom into creating employment and wealth creation opportunities on a large scale and sustainable scale for their countries. Affirm that through such increased opportunities, inventive strategies, and solutions to global market demands, there is an influx of wealth across the world. In the mindless name of our Lord Jesus Christ, Amen. Esteem families kindly on mute or mic. I'm you to pray in tongues of the spirit, using the above prayer points. <inaudible> <inaudible>
1: A é uma mulher que da da que muito a gente uma que 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 O तो सकायला बाळ पाकडे a gente vai fazer
2: um Heavenly father we bless your holy name. Monday, call the As we declare, we Upon entrepreneurs and business persons inspired by the word. Maligeré, ra kolegre helegra la katekele grabo zitekele grabo chata. But they be equipped with divine insight. A kalea, a kalegra and wisdom into creating job opportunities. Maltele bari ra kolekatekele grabo zitele. But they never be okay where they are, rather right? they should see where you are taking them to. Man, take it, recollect it. But they never rely on past glory, mattering the character. But they be okay, When you said on the place you have for us, are for good and better. Man, take it, and the new things you are doing in our life, mattering. Recollect it, carry it, and from this place to the ends of the world. Mali take it, they be sure we are the solutions to the global economic demand. We bless your holy for You have answered our prayer, man. You say that whatever we declare here on earth is being declared in heaven. Whatever we establish here is earth is being established in heaven. Man. Because you have given us a name that is above every other day, that the name of Jesus Christ, every new Shabba, and the name of Jesus Christ, everything that seems impossible will be possible. Testimony everywhere, testimonies everywhere, testimonies are inevitable we bless your holy name thank you lord jesus for the answer prayer for in jesus the most beautiful name we have prayed
0: amen thank you so much esteemed amara co host for the opportunity to lead thank you esteemed family for being part of today's intercessory prayer thank you for the changes you are causing around the world thank you esteemed prayer team for the sacrifice and labor of love god bless you right now i will hand over to the praise and worship team section for well, the praise and worship team for the next session Coop
1: be
3: a sundered of a shilling, keep ran in a malikrat in the speed of everlasting father, righteous and so gracious. You, the of creation, your right hands full of power, Lord, your glorious in holiness. Great are work so oh long. Your hands from the dry lines. Great are you, Lord. You're the Holy One of Israel, every star your wisdom shines, the heavens praise your wonders, O Lord. Ye Gaya. You're greatly to be feared, O Lord. Master and my ruler. Mighty God, you reign supreme. Lord, heaven and earth shall pass away. Your name endures forever, Lord Jesus. The God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, the God of Jacob, you are my God. The strong and breasted one, I live for you forevermore. Lord Jesus, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, the God of Jacob, you are my God. The strong and blessed one, I live for you forevermore. Almighty God, You're holy, 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 so great and full. Mercy, mercy. The earth is full of your glory, your glory, glory, forever you. The God of Jacob, You are my God, the strong and blessed One. I live for You forevermore. I live for
1: You.
4: Thank you, Heavenly Father. We live for you. We live for you. With all that we are and all that we have, we live for you. We are grateful that we are the seed of Abraham just because we are in Christ and all the blessings of Abraham. Now accrue to us, thank you, God, we are partakers, sharers, and participators in the divine experience, and thank you because the earth is ours by inheritance as the seed of Abraham, we give you praise, thank you, sweet Holy Spirit of God, glory to your name forevermore, amen. Glory to God. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and happy Sunday, esteemed family. Welcome to another time of the Inspired by the Word Devotion. Lord is gracious and His kind. Today is a Sunday. Ensure that you are in church today. We would be taking the Rhapsody of Realities for today. Thank you, Comrade Martins. Thank you, Star Abigail. God bless you richly. The second coming is not for the sins. That's the title of today's devotional article. When you hear a title like this, you want to know more. The article is on your screen and we can read together. The second coming is not for the sins. When the Lord Jesus shall be revealed from heaven with his mighty angels, in flaming fire taking vengeance on them that know not God, and that obey not the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ. 2
1: Thessalonians 1 and verse 7 to 8. Glory to God. The distinction between the rapture and the second coming
4: of Christ for most people has been a source of confusion. Nevertheless, the scriptures unambiguously delineate Nevertheless, the scriptures unambiguously delineate these two distinct events. First, the second coming of Christ is not intended for Christians. The rapture of the church is meant for Christians, and it will occur before the second coming. In the second coming of Christ, we will come together with him, where it's primarily a time of judgment. It's called the day of his wrath, the day of his judgment, 2 Thessalonians 1 seven to eight. This judgment takes place before he establishes the one thousand years of peace. In Matthew 24, 29, where Jesus himself speaks about this, he said, immediately after the tribulation of those days, this indicates that the second coming of Christ will occur after the great tribulation. Matthew 24, verse 30 says, and then shall appear the sign of the son of man in heaven and then shall all the tribes of the earth mourn and they shall see the son of man coming in the clouds of heaven with power and great glory they will mourn because they weren't expecting him they didn't believe in him but notice what it says in the third verse this judgment will take place when he shall come to be glorified in his sins and to be admired in all them that believe, because our testimony among you was believed in that day. 2 Thessalonians 1 and verse 10 Observe that it doesn't say when he shall come to be glorified by his sons, but in his sons. The significance here is that he will be glorified in us, and those who see us, we admire him in us. They would wonder at his glory in us. This aligns with what John said in 1 John 3 and verse 2. When he shall appear, we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is. When he comes, we come with him, looking like him. They will see his glory in us, and they will wonder at it. Hallelujah. Praise God. It reminds me of the time when Jesus was with his disciples, and they needed um, him to be betrayed with a kiss to identify who he was it appears to me that they were already looking alike because this man the Lord Jesus Christ was every day with them in the temple he was not a a hidden face I don't know if you understand it's just like somebody saying that they want to identify Pastor Chris amongst his people this is not a hidden face. So I'm wondering, what was it about the Lord Jesus Christ and his disciples? I feel like something similar, like what we're reading today, had happened in that time. That he needed to be differentiated from his people. The priest knew him. The Pharisees knew him. The Sadducees knew him. All the people that were against him, they knew him. You know when somebody's your enemy, you know what the person looks like. You know everything about the person. And that's the problem with having an enemy because you just give yourself headache, give yourself walk and leave the walk that God gave you. So, but they needed Judah to show them who is the Lord Jesus Christ from a kiss. And that's that
1: must be because Praise God. So if they
4: needed to, um, sorry for that interruption, if they needed to identify him with a kiss, then there was the striking resemblance between the Lord Jesus and his disciples. And today's rhapsody, if you've been following your love world, um, I, I believe that is not news to you. pastor has um, t- or taught us and differentiated between the rapture of the church and the second coming of Christ and he has taken us through several insightful and informative sessions on the tribulation period all that's going to happen and the 1,000 years of rest all that's going to happen and even after the 1,000 years he's literally um, dealt with all of these things and but of course, I'm aware that there are some of us who are here who are not in Christ's embassy. But um, this, these are revelations that you must understand. We're in the last days, we're about to be raptured. And it really matters that you, you um, are aware of what is going to be happening with you. First and foremost, the rapture. When, when does it take place? When does it happen? And how do you prepare? And then after the rapture, what comes next? When we even get raptured, where do we go to? When we go there, what do we do during the time of the tribulation and the great tribulation on earth? That is a seven year period. Where are we and what are we doing? And then when do we come back, which is the second coming of Christ that is talking about right now? When do we come back? What happens when we come back? where are we assigned to when we come back? Because we're going to come back on earth and be on earth for a thousand years. What are we going to be doing for 1,000 years? Some of you are just 40 something years. You're already tired of the earth. <laughs> you will come back and you'll be here for 1,000 years. Anyways, you build the Lord Jesus Christ and it's going to be a time of glory where we reign and rule in his name and with the word, praise God. So brothers and sisters, it's a beautiful time. And then, so what we'll do is that the next year love world, because I remember Pastor Chris saying that he was going to take us that he's going to take us through the book of Revelations from the chapter one to the to the end again in this year. So when the next year love word is announced, I think which is February, right? Um, would we'll mobilize and then if you do not understand the book of Revelation or if you are those those among. Are those I used to be scared of the book of Revelation. Do you have them in the house? You used to read the Bible before. When you get to book of Revelation, you just skip it to say, I beg, I beg. They used to call many beasts, many things, many things. I don't understand what they are talking about. I'm not reading. You just be threat, um, threatening somebody and threatening somebody. How many of you were like that back in the days? So. You don't need to be afraid of revelations. Revelations has been demystified and it's so easy to understand. So this, your love word for this year, ensure that you don't miss any segment because you just fully understand everything. And it matters that you understand because it involves you. (laughs) Your, Your destiny is inside our place, so you better understand it. So um we're going to be um participating in the your love all sessions. So when 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 the February, there's none for January, but when the one for February comes, we'll make the announcement and then remember how we do it. We attend, we carry our book and our pen and we document. So these sessions with the book of Revelation, you have to be very, very attentive and get all the information that you require. Praise God. It is Sunday and we'll run through our uh, devotion today and I'll be handing over to Estim Pastor for the next segment. I'll be back. God bless you. Thank
5: you, Mark, for the Rhapsody of the Segment. Good morning, good afternoon, everyone, depending on where you are connected from. We are taking the further studies of the Rhapsody of Realities to First 1 Corinthians 15 52. In a moment in the twinkling of an eye, at the last drum, for the trumpet shall sound, and the dead shall be raised incorruptible, and we shall be changed. First Thessalonians 5.9 For God hath not appointed us to rot, but to obtain salvation by our Lord Jesus Christ. Matthew 24.44 Therefore be ye also ready, for in such an hour as ye think not, the Son of Man cometh. Praise, praise, praise the Lord. We are going to, let's take the confession together, please. Dear Father, by your spirit and your word, I'm prepared for the rapture of the church, living my life for the Lord. Every day, I walk in love, and my faith is activated to be caught up to meet the Lord at His appearing in Jesus' name. We are going over to the New Testament reading for today, and we are still in the book of Matthew, Matthew chapter 10. We are taking from, from 24 to 42. Praise the Lord. Students are not greater than their teacher, and slaves are not greater than their master. Students are to be like their teacher, and slaves are to be like their master. And since I, the master of the household, has been called the prince of demons, the members of my household will be called by even worse slaves. Don't be afraid of those who threaten you, for the time is coming when everything that is covered will be revealed. And all that is secret to be made known to all. What I tell you now in the darkness, shout abroad when daybreak comes. What I whisper in your ear, shout from the housetop for all to hear. Don't be afraid of those who want to kill your body. They cannot touch your soul. Fear only God, who can destroy both soul and body in hell. What is the price of two sparrows? One copper coin? But not a single sparrow can fall to the ground without your father knowing it. And the very heads on your head are all numbered. So don't be afraid. You are more valuable to God than a whole flock of sparrows. Everyone who acknowledges me publicly here on earth, I will also acknowledge before my father in heaven. But everyone who denies me here on earth, I will also deny before my father in heaven. Don't imagine that I came to bring peace to the earth. I came not to bring peace, but his sword. I have come to set a man against his father, a daughter against her mother, and a daughter-in-law against her mother-in-law. Your enemies will be right in your own household. If you love your father or mother more than you love me, you are not worthy of being mine. Or if you love your son or daughter more than me, you are not worthy of being mine. If you refuse to take up your cross and follow me, you are not worthy of being mine. If you cling to your life, you will lose it, but if you give up your life for me, you will find it. Anyone who receives you receives me, and anyone who receives me receives the Father who sent me. If you receive a prophet as one who speaks for God, you'll be given the same reward as the prophet. And if you receive righteous people because of their righteousness, you'll be given a reward like theirs. And if you give even a cup of cold water to one of these of my followers, you will surely be reward, rewarded. Praise the Lord. I'll say big thank the sister for this opportunity. Do have a prolific Sunday, everyone. God bless you. And I love you.
6: I love you too, esteemed Pastor Onye. Praise the Lord. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, esteemed family, depending on where you are connected from. Thank you so much, esteemed Sister Maka, for the opportunity to take the Old Testament Bible reading of our one-year Bible reading plan. Esteemed family, will be reading Genesis chapters 34 and 35 in the NLT translation. Praise the Lord. Genesis 34, revenge against Shesham. One day, Dina, the daughter of Jacob and Leah, went to visit some of the young women who lived in the area. But when the local prince, Shesham, son of Hamor, the Hivite, saw Dina, he seized her and raped her. But then he fell in love with her and he tried to win her affection with tender words. He said to his father, Hamor. Get me this young girl. I want to marry her. Soon Jacob heard that Shesham had defiled his daughter Dina. But since his sons were out in the fields heading his livestock, he said nothing until they returned. Hamor, Shesham's father, came to discuss the matter with Jacob. Meanwhile, Jacob's sons had come in from the field as soon as they heard what had happened. They were shocked and furious that their sister had been raped. Shesham had done a disgraceful thing against Jacob's family, something that should never be done. Hamor tried to speak with Jacob and his sons. "'My son, Shesham is truly in love with your daughter,' he said." Please let him marry her. In fact, let's arrange other marriages too. You give us your daughters for our sons and we'll give you our daughters for your sons. And you may live among us. The land is open to you. Settle here and trade with us and feel free to buy property in the area. Then Shasham himself spoke to Dina's father and brothers. Please be kind to me and let me marry her, he begged. I will give you whatever you ask, no matter what dowry or gift you demand, I will gladly pay it. Just give me the girl as my wife. But since Shesham had defiled the sister, Dina, Jacob's sons responded deceitfully, in deceitfully to Shesham and his father, Hamor. They said to him, We couldn't possibly allow this because you are not circumcised. It would be a disgrace for our sister to marry a man like you. But here is a solution. If every man among you will be circumcised like we are, then we will give you our daughters and we will take your daughters for ourselves. We will live among you and become one people. But if you don't agree to be circumcised, we will take her and be on our way. Hamor and his son Shesham agreed to their proposal. Shesham wasted no time in acting on this request, for he wanted Jacob's daughter desperately. Shesham was a highly respected member of the family, and he went with his father Hamor to present his proposal to the leaders at the town gate. These men are our friends, they said. Let invite them to live here among us and trade freely look the land is large enough to hold them we can take their daughters as wives and let them marry us but they will consider staying here and becoming one people with us only if all of our men are circumcised just as they are but if we do this all their livestock and possessions will eventually be ours come Let's agree to their terms and let them settle here among us. Some of, oh, so all the men in the town council agreed with Hamor and Shesham, and every male in the town was circumcised. But three days later, when their wounds were still sore, Two of Jacob's sons, Simeon and Levi, who were Dina's full brothers, took their swords and entered the town without opposition. Then they slaughtered every male there, including Hamor and his son Shesham. They killed them with their words, then took Dina from Shesham's house and returned to their camp. Meanwhile, the rest of Jacob's sons arrived, finding the men slaughtered. They plundered the town because their sister had been defiled there. They seized all the flocks and herds and donkeys, everything everything they could lay their hands on, both out inside the town and outside in the fields. They looted all their wealth and plundered their houses. They also took all their little children and wives and led them away as captives. After what Jacob said to Simeon and Levi, you have ruined me. You've made me stink among all the people of this land, among all the Canaanites and Perizzites, We are so few that they will join forces and crush us. I will be ruined and my entire household will be wiped out. But why would they let him treat our sister like a prostitute? They retorted angrily. Praise the Lord. Chapter 35. Jacob's return to Bethel. Then then God said to Jacob, get ready and move to Bethel and settle there. Build an altar. Just a second. Okay. Build an altar there to the God who appeared to you then you when you fled from your brother Esau. So Jacob told everyone in his household, get rid of all your pagan idols, purify yourselves and put on clean clothing. We are now going to Bethel where I will build an altar to the God who answered my prayers when I was in distress. He has been with me wherever I have gone. So they gave Jacob all their pagan idols and earrings. He buried them under the great tree near Shisham. As they set out, a terror from God spread over the people in all the towns of that area. So no one attacked Jacob's family. Eventually, Jacob and his household arrived at Luz, also called Bethel in Canaan. Jacob built an altar there and named the place El Bethel, which means God of Bethel, because God had appeared to him there when he was fleeing from his brother Esau. Soon after this, Rebekah's old nurse Deborah died. She was buried beneath the oak tree in the valley below Bethel. If, ever since the tree has been called Alon Bakalt which means oak of weeping. Now that Jacob had returned from Pad Aram, God appeared to him again at Bethel. God appeared to him again at Bethel. God blessed him saying, your name is Jacob, but you will not be called Jacob any longer. From now on, your name will be Israel. So God renamed him Israel. Then God said, I am El Shaddai, God Almighty. Be fruitful and multiply. You will become a great nation, even many nations. Kings will be among your descendants. And I will give you... The land I once gave to Abraham and Isaac. Yes, I will give it to you and your descendants after you. Then God went up from the place where he had spoken to Jacob. Jacob set up a strong pillar to mark the place where God had spoken to him. Then he poured wine over it as an offering to God and anointed the pillar with olive oil. And Jacob named the place Bethel, which means house of God, because God had spoken to him there. The deaths of Rachel and Isaac, verse 16. Leaving Bethel, Jacob and his clan moved on toward Ephra. Ephrath. But Rachel went into labor while they were still some distance away her labor pains were were intense after a very hard delivery the midwife ex- finally exclaimed don't be afraid you have another son rachel was about to die but with her last breath she named the baby benoni which means son of my sorrow the baby's father however called him benjamin which means son of my right hand so rachel died and was buried on the way to Ephrath. That is Beth Bethlehem. Jacob set up a stone monument over Rachel's grave, and it can be seen there to this day. Then Jacob travelled on and camped beyond Migdal, Migdal Elda, when where he was living there. While he was living there, sorry, Reuben had intercourse with Bilhah his father's concubine, and Jacob soon heard about it. These are the names of the 12 sons of Jacob. The sons of Leah were Reuben, Jacob's oldest son, Simeon, Levi, Judah, Issachar, and Zeluban. The sons of Rachel were Joseph and Benjamin. The sons of Bilhah, Rachel's servant, were Dan and Naphtali. The sons of Zilpah, Leah's servant, were God and Asher. These are the names of the sons who were born to Jacob at Pad Aram. So Jacob returned to his father Isaac in Mamre, where which is near Kithara, Kithraith Ab- Abba, which now called Hebron, where Abram and Isaac had been had both lived as foreigners. Isaac lived for 180 years. Then he breathed his last and died at a a ripe old age, joining his ancestors in death. And his sons, Jacob and Esau, buried him. Praise the Lord. Thank you so much for the opportunity, esteemed sister Maka and esteemed brother John. Praise the Lord. The theme family, we now move over to the affirmation segment. The poll affirmation is on your screen. Kindly unmute your mic so we can take it okay. together. Hallelujah. My, my name is Brother Lega. I have the spirit of wisdom,
1: and knowledge, the knowledge of wisdom, and, wisdom and wisdom. the value of the I enlighten according I enlighten to I know the I I know the I you I the of I I I I know the of the finding not the and she the you lord of the glory, k- and power, the the and there what teaching, what yes, is another wisdom, and there is another I present the of and not of my very operating and it is the
6: thank you lord jesus oh hallelujah thank you so much for the opportunity esteemed sister amaka thank you so much esteemed family god bless you and happy sunday i now hand over to the meditation team praise the lord
4: praise god thank you esteemed sister francisca and thank you pastor you need Thank you for the time of um Bible reading. Okay, so today is day four in our journey, 21 days of redemption. And we are still on redeeming time, and this time including opportunities. Um, um sister Daisy, if you quickly get me the scripture for meditation yesterday, I wanted to point out something. Um, yesterday, you know, we read from Ephesians 5, from verse 15 to 17, and he said, Look carefully, then, how you walk. Live purposefully and wordily and accurately, not as the unwise and witless, but as wise, senseless, intelligent people, making the very most of the time, buying up each opportunity, because the days are evil. Therefore, do not be vague and thoughtless and foolish, but understanding and firmly grasping what the will of the Lord is. And so you see that the last verse is a summary of the first two verses. It's telling you that the only way you will look carefully, the only way you will live purposefully, wordily and accurately, the only way you will uh, uh, um, uh, exact wisdom and um, with, you know, in, in, Making the most of your time on earth is if you understand and grasp what the will of the Lord is. So my question to you is, do you know what God's will is for the time that we're in? What is God doing on earth at this time? And are you a part of it? Are you a part of it? Are you participating in what God is doing at this time? Do you know why you are here on earth? The short time that you have left before the rapture, what can you do? What can you do? And that's what it's telling you. you. Say you cannot just be jumping on social media and just jumping on every trend and knowing everything that is happening around the world. You have to understand what God's will for what God's will is for this time and be a part of it. You can't live life anyhow. You can't leave it thoughtless. You can't leave it vague. Yesterday I asked for um, um quickly help me get the definition of vague and thoughtless again. Let's let's look at it. We already know the definition of foolish, let's not even start going into that place because we have been reading Proverbs for like, this is the 17th month, if I'm not wrong. What does it mean to be vague and what does it mean to be thoughtless? Because when God is telling us how to live our lives, we have to understand what he's saying. To be vague. Not clear in meaning or expression. Did you did you see that? Many of you, your life expressions are not clear. The meaning of your life is not clear. So, are you living a life that is vague? That's what he's trying to tell you. He so said, "Don't be, don't be vague. Don't be thoughtless. Don't be, don't be um 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 foolish. Vague, laughing, definite shape." form or character the emphasis is the word definite it's telling you that when your life is defined there are places you will not be there are people you will not be seen with there are places you would be there are people you'll be seen with there are things you would do there are things you will not do because every step will be a step that is defined it's a lacking definite shape definite form or character are you that all weather Christian? Anything goes. If they are doing a comedy, you are there. If they are doing music concerts with the worldly musicians, you are there. When we are doing ministry program, you are there. You are in all of them. Where's your character? Where's your form? Where's your expression? What's the meaning of your life? It's safe to be vague, is to wander, to rove. That is and that's what I was just talking about. To roam. You are everywhere. Uncertain as to characters and specific designation, yet limited in scope and application, restricted in logical breadth, without any corresponding fullness of logical depth, said to be determ- um, to be determinate, but without precise expression of the determination. <laughs> Remember that scripture is having a form of godliness, but denying the power thereof. It's telling you that we know we are you are a Christian. So he said it's said to be determinate, but without sp- Precise expression of the determination, thoughtless of a person or their behavior, not showing consideration for the needs of other people. That statement alone, that word alone in that verse summarizes the purpose we were talking about yesterday. Because I have told you again and again, I said, there is no purpose. If you say you have found your purpose in Christ, it's connected to people. The only reason God came to the world to die for man is for people. He didn't come for the trees. He didn't come for the stars. He didn't come for the fishes. He came for man. And the Bible summarized our our assignments after he left. So in everything that we do, irrespective of how it is expressed, our goal is people. Our life is about people. Your purpose would always involve people. So it's telling you that your life is Thoughtless when it is not showing consideration for the needs of other people. Why didn't say? Why didn't he say for the needs of nature? Um, our our green green. And um, what do they so call those people that want to save the the um, universe? Green 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 carbon and, and stop the carbon emission. What do they call them? Who, who knows them? You you carry you carry assignments. You want to save nature, save people. It's what they sent you. You say it's nature you want to save. Nature does not need to be saved. Jesus already did his work. Climate change people. Yes, thank you. Climate, is climate you want to change. It's climate you want to save. Save people. It's people that were sent to save, not climate. Climate, God made climate. Climate does not need saving. Since you were born till today, have you woken up one morning and the sky had fallen down? Then you now say, God, 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 please oh, help us, help us. This sky don't fall. This sky don't fall. Help us lift them up. It's not the house that's they built in the village that does not that is not strong. So God does not need assistance to keep the things that He has made in place climate change climate change you give yourself work you have gone to un you have gone you have traveled around the world doing climate change i wish you were traveling around the world changing lives let's go to today's meditation we're now talking about redeeming time and opportunity in this path of fulfilling purpose well my co-host i need this thing back up on the screen Is there a reason why the thing went off the screen? Okay, thank you. mean time and opportunities. And of course, all that you require for your meditation and your journey today is there on the channel. Um, You can join the channel if you are not already there. And of course, the scorecard submission group was created. If you are, if you are not submitting your scorecard, they don't tell me you are doing the tax. You are not doing it. Your proof of doing tax is the fact that you submitted your scorecard. When we went to school, when they give us tests, we'll do it. When they give us exam, we'll do it. The teacher knows that you are the most intelligent student in class. You are the one that is to answer all the questions. But if you don't do exam, you fail. You fail. You will not move to the next class. So don't tell us that you are doing all the tasks and you are not submitting your scorecard. The proof that you are doing the tasks that you submitted your scorecard. You are like that student. If you like notebook, notebook. We know say you know book. But you know, do exam, you know, do tests. Most see where you go past, go to the next class at the end of the semester. So all these um, personal, personal excuses that we used to give, reason why we don't do the things that we should do. Let's stop it. Live purposefully. Let them be a purpose to your life. And if God has asked us to do something, do it. Redeeming time and opportunities. Let's read the verse for today. Colossians 4, 5 to 6. It says behave. <laughs> <laughs> you don't misbehave for a person who can't tell you behave. Um, you know, when we're growing up, eh? if for instance you had visitors in your house and you are behaving somehow, there's the eye your mother would give you, or the look your father would give you. You understand that the meaning of that look, the meaning of that eye is behave. Let me check the meaning of the word behave. Give me the definition. Is a word we are used to. We are what we are in 2024. Behave yourselves wisely, living prudently and with discretion. In your relations with those of the outside world, the non-Christians, making the very most of the time and season, buying up the opportunity, let your speech at all times be gracious, pleasant and winsome, seasoned as seasoned as it were with salt, so that you may never be at loss to so know how you ought to answer anyone who puts a question to you. Now he's talking about how you live your life. Because it is clear what our purpose is. While there are specific expressions of that purpose, we are called to mobilize the world for Christ to network the world with the word and to bring men and women into the gospel. It is a summary of purpose. How you do it may be different. How I do it may be different. Mona is telling you that while you live your life, behave yourself wisely, prudently, discreetly, in your relations with those of the outside world, that is the non Christians, you know. For some of us, eh, When, you know, you know, uh, I I I I had this friend who has she has different set of friends. So I'm one of her friends. I'm her, one of her her church friend. When she's with me and with the church friends, um, there's a way. There's a way we behave. Then this person used to be my friend before. We are not friends anymore. Um, I don't mean that the person is an enemy now. That's not what I mean. But you see, um, you have to not be intentional about who those who are closest to you because they say that the friend of a thief is a thief. And what they are trying to say is that who you hang out with the most becomes the influence in your life. Somebody is influencing you every day. And you are also influencing somebody every day. So, you now want to be intentional about who is influencing you because whether you like it or not, you'll be influenced and you also influence. And most of the time, we're influenced by those who are closest to us. So, when it now comes to intentional friendship, you now really have to be careful, right? So, then she had this set of friends who are unbelievers, they went to school together. When it is time for her to do certain things, she does not invite us, the, the, the church friends. When I say church friends, we don't live in church. We just, we, we became friends. We met in church. She does not invite us, the church friends. When it's time to club, she knows that Amara will not go to club now. But there's that, maybe it's Sade. I'm just using names. Shaday so. is that unbeliever friend, that grooving, you know, they say the life of the party. <laughs> Uh, which they used to call you life of the party, life of the party. Which party? I hope it's the same party that we are all going for in heaven. You'll be the life of the party in heaven. Don't be life of party on earth and not be life of party on in heaven when we live here. So now it's telling us that um when you are with unbelievers, how do you behave? How do you behave? Does your life influence them in a way? that they want to come to christ or when you join them there's no difference between you and them there's no difference between you and them no and you see in this meditation now you know i told you that god is laying certain foundations for us and correcting certain foundations in our christian life so that that which he wants to do this year nothing will corrupt it because trust me this redemption that you want to redeem this year the devil is going to stand in your will. I hope you know that. But the devil is not a factor. The factor is always you. You. If the devil succeeds, it is you. If he does not succeed, it is you. If you redeem, it is you. If you do not redeem, it is you. It is about you. So the foundation of your life has to be in place. What needs to go needs to go. What needs to start needs to start. What needs to end needs to end. This is the time when you must be known as a Christian. You must be known as a Christian. You cannot be in a place and you are not known that you are a Christian. You cannot work in an organization and not know that you are a Christian. When Sister Feintola was sharing her testimony, she said that, you know, she had to come to a point where she was asking herself that, yes, I'm doing well in my job. I'm winning awards. But do these people in this place know that she's a Christian? I, I think they should know. Because I remember COVID-19. And you know, they had asked that all the staff members are supposed to take the vaccination. I don't know how many of them, but I think that she was one of the persons, if not the only one in the in the in the organization. She was probably um, um a one of the very few who stood the, her ground. She wrote a message to the ma- a, a letter to the management because I remember her sending me the letter to review she wrote a letter to the management and telling them her stance. And, you know, when we were reviewing the letter, I said, you are going to be clear about your faith. Your faith does not allow you because everybody believes in some, something. Let's not act like, every, every yes, everybody's not a Christian, but everybody believes in something. I believe in something and I stand by what I believe. The person that wants to be vaccinated be, believed in something that made the person believe in vaccination. Everybody has a right to believe. And me, I chose to believe that I would not be vaccinated. And she stood her ground. It looked as though she was going to lose her job. She stood her ground. Today, God has blessed her with so many opportunities, so many promotions, so many blessings. They know in that office that she's different. But she was not asking herself, do they really know I'm a Christian? So in meditation today, you are telling yourself, how do you meditate? There are three levels, right? You ponder. You mutter and you roar, right? First and foremost, you read the scriptures and you are listening to what the Spirit of God will say to your spirit as to what the scripture means. You can check it out in several translations. If you check this particular scripture in several translations, you will see, for instance, in NIV, it said, be wise in the way you act towards outsiders. Make the most of every opportunity. So in your meditation, by the time you are affirming this, you are saying, I am wise. I am wise. I behave myself wisely. If you want to use the amplified classic translation, I behave myself wisely. I live prudently and I live with discretion. In all my relations with those of the outside world, with the non-Christians, I make the most of the the, the very most of the time and I seize. I buy up the opportunities that I have. My speech at all times towards them at all times is gracious. My speech is pleasant. My speech is winsome. Winsome means that you're able to win them across. It is seasoned, as it were, with salt. What does salt do? Salt beautifies your food. It makes it flavors it. It gives it taste. Have you eaten food that there's no salt before? Some of you live in a country where your food does not have salt. You go to some country. You want to eat their food. You cannot eat it. I don't know how you used to survive Seasoned as it were, we saw there's salt inside the Bible. You say you will not put salt inside your food, it's okay, so that you may never be at loss. So, you are telling yourself, I'm never at loss. I know how I ought to answer anyone, anyone who asks me questions, I have the answer. I am wise in the way I act towards outsiders, I make the most of every opportunity. My conversation is always full of grace. It's seasoned with salt. I know how I have to answer everyone. If you read this thing in the different translations, you will see different sides to it. You see what the TPT says. You see what the message says. You see what the Easy says. TPT says, "Walk in the wisdom of God as you live before the unbelievers." Are you walking in wisdom? There's a way to walk. There's a way to talk. There's a way to act. There's a way to dress. There's a way to live. When we show up at the wedding, when we see your Ashwebi, uh, do, does everybody know what Ashwebi means? If you, don't, if you are on social media you don't know what Ashwebi means, then you don't know what, who Nigerians are. Nigerians don't do events without Ashwebi. I don't know if other countries do it, but Nigeria, Ashwebi is their life. It's a work in wisdom. When we all show at that wedding party, then go we'll not say you'll be Christian. When you begin to do all the dancing, you know all the lyrics of the songs. Walk in the wisdom of God as you live before. Every time you have to show up before the unbeliever. Even that your colleague that is getting married, that you went for their wedding. Now they want to see whether you are a believer. All of them, they have been teaching you in the office. Oh, this is the child of God, child of God, child of God. Now all of you have gone for a wedding party. They want to see how you will behave. They want to see whether you know all the songs. They want to see whether you know the dance step. But sister, you knew it. And you joined in the dance. And in their mind, he said, in the ghost It's a Christian. Walk in the wisdom of God as you live before the unbelievers. Make it your duty to make him known. Make it your duty to make him known. Make it your duty to make him known. You see, I could stay on this verse, but we literally have a limited time every day, you know, for... The everything that we do and even this meditation segment, but we're redeeming time, we're redeeming opportunities, we're living according to purpose. 2024, you know, when, when Sister Abigail was giving her testimony at the end of this year, she said, this is that one year that from 1st of January to 31st of December, I was focused. Do You know what that means? For many people, by February, for some people now say January, we're still in January. By February, we may not see them in this devotion anymore. They are tired of God. Their New Year resolution has ended. She said I was consistent from January 1st to 31st December. Dr. Kelna came and told us that she's celebrating 365 days of non-missing devotion for one day. And I'm like, this lady even set this thing as goal the one that starts the year well and ends it's in very very you are now st- having to set new year resolution we didn't have to set any new year resolution we just built upon what we had started don't miss god in 2024 start well continue well start strong finish strong stronger from beginning to the end Redeem time. Redeem opportunity. Let's quickly take the communion. First Corinthians 11 and verse tw- um, um, 23. For I received of the Lord that which also I delivered unto you, that the Lord Jesus, the same night in which he was betrayed, took bread, and when he had given thanks, he break it and said, Take it. This is my body which is broken for you. This do in remembrance of me. Heavenly Father, we thank you. The structure that you are putting in our lives. The adjustments that we need to make, the corrections that we need to make, were helped to do them, knowing that you gave us a kind of life, and that is the life we have chosen to live in 2024. In Jesus' precious name, amen. Please go ahead, break the bread and eat it. Praise God. And verse 25, he says, After the same manner also he took the cup when he had supped, saying, This cup is the New Testament in my blood. This do ye as oft as ye drink it in remembrance of me. For as often as ye eat this bread and drink this cup, ye do show the Lord's that till he comes. Thank you, Lord, for the cup of the new covenant, sealed with the blood of the Lord Jesus as we take it. Everything that the Lord Jesus did for us, that's the life that we have. Nothing else matters but that which matters to you. In 2024, we live purposefully, prudently, wisely, wordily, accurately. We are not found wanting, our lives are not questioned by unbelievers, rather our lives are the mirror for them to see the glorious life in you and for them to be drawn to you. We make you known to all unbelievers in our world and because of us, they want to come into the kingdom. Our lives are so glorious this 2024. Our testimonies are outstanding. It will become common for men to want to follow our Lord because of our testimonies. And it is so in Jesus' precious name. Amen. Praise God. Alright, take the cup. Okay, some people asking for a photo of Ashwebi. Okay. Is well. Don't worry. When your Nigerian friend, Pastor Dabi, is getting married very soon. You see Ashwebi. I don't know if she's doing that, Shabisha. Praise God. Okay, Um, if you're joining us for the first time or it's your birthday today, please leave a message on the group, Um, your, your name, where you're connected from, and who invited you. If it's your birthday, let us know. If it's the birthday of a loved one, let us know. And at this moment, I'll also pray concerning our offerings. For those who are giving an offering, like we always say, send to your church. We don't accept offerings here, it's not a church, but you can always send an offering to your church because we encourage you to give an offering every day. Simply because of the word of God that comes to you and blesses you on a daily basis. Your your offering is you celebrating God and you saying thank you for the impact of his word in your life. Praise God. And more so, the one who sows every day will always have every day. It's also one of the ways that you strategically position yourself for financial prosperity. Father, thank you for the opportunity to give an offering. And the giver, you said, is always more blessed. We thank you, Father. We have the reward of the one who gives. We have the harvest. We have the expression of the life of the giver. One of abundance. One of prosperity. And one of unending success. Thank you, sweet Holy Spirit of God. We give you praise in Jesus' precious name. Amen. Praise God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Okay, so um I didn't see any birthday or um or first time I'm in the house. Praise God. All right, it's Sunday. Happy Sunday everyone and I'd like us to unmute our mics at this moment as we share the benediction. Enjoy your time in service.
1: (laughs) (laughs) um, (laughs) Amen.